Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello. 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 Nice for you all to return this week. Well, we figured why not. Yeah, one more week and then we're just going to fuck off. Well, one of us is going to fuck off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a nice little segue there because uh, this is the last episode for a few weeks of uh, Gunpowder Treason No Plot because all the life events are occurring during August and we are just not going to have time to record and edit and put out a new episode. But worry not, we will return mid-September, all fresh and relaxed and uh, ready to bring you a healthy dose of horrifying tales. I mean, we might have even been able to see each other for the first time yeah. in like two years. Yeah. In <laughs> yeah. We might hate each other by next I know. <laughs> That energy will totally carry over to the first uh, return. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we all disappear for a little bit, but then we will return anew, risen like a phoenix from the ashes. And uh... with new characters. With new characters, because I'm killing <laughs> you all this session. <laughs> That's why he's giving us time off. Was... Exactly. I did wonder. I did wonder. <laughs> Yeah, you, you made one too many mistakes. <laughs> well, we do start in a pit of despair, so let's see. Yeah. Well, for now at least, you'll be reprising your roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Dick Fate, our half-orc barbarian. And, yeah, I mean, last week, you guys continued your trials in the Shrine of Othrin. And last week's, I think, went a little bit better than the first week's. Um, the first week you did the Trial of Flames and you uh, sacrificed hor horribly to get through it. You kind of got uh, burnt to a crisp and Tommy gave up more than everyone else in terms of monetary value and physical value, as he is now, down two fingers and is horrifyingly burnt up one of his arms. And I forget, actually, did you say left or right when you cut them off? Uh, left, I think I did, because... Yeah. It's offhand. Yeah. Well, yeah. it is my offhand, but yes. Yeah, so you're, you're now brutally scarred down your left arm. <laughs> but after that, you went to the Trial of Air, and you got the second little piece of the prophecy, which, uh, just to recap, because, you know, that's fun for me, the first said... When the elementals rebel against their masters, when the small folk fall to madness. And then the second part, our people will be beset by liars. We must fight against these deceptions and refuse the temptations of the abyss. Which got you wondering just what's being talked about here. But then inside the trial, you saw a another massive mural. This one depicting some sort of preacher type character for the giants. Kind of luring them to despair a little bit as he had the uh, the very familiar whispering man tentacles all appearing behind him like a, a bit like a halo of tentacles and there was also a bunch of demons who seemed to be uh, trying to tempt random giants and corrupt them in one way or another it wasn't going well in this uh, little prophecy for our giant friends and once you'd uh, had a moment to kind of take all that in the trial began which meant the room was quickly draining of oxygen, and none of you could really act, talk, or open your mouths 
without costing yourselves a bit of time. Now, thankfully in D&D, you uh, heroic characters that you are, you have a fair bit of breath. Got uh, good lungs on you there. None of you are smokers. You can uh, hold your breath for quite a while, which was good because you didn't have an easy challenge put before you. In fact, it tested your knowledge, your knowledge of giants, which this trial might not have been too difficult if you were giants. Maybe a little tricky, but not too bad. But for humans going through it, or humans, two humans and a half-orc, yeah, you had to learn about all six major giant clans. The hill, stone, fire, frost, cloud, which you'd never heard of before, and storm, who are, well, apart from Othrin, you don't really know much about storm giants, so, hey. Wasn't the uh, easiest uh, topics to be quizzed upon, because each one of them essentially asked you, what are you going to give me to join up with your cause, Othrin? As this all seemed to be phrased from a point of view that you were taking on the mantle of this once giant emperor. And you had to give an answer that presumably he gave at the time. And it actually started pretty well because uh, Dick accidentally guessed what the frost giants wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's what he wants. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you placed your hand upon a magic pillar and you gave the answer of exactly what Dick wanted. And luckily for you, you and the frost giants kind of see eye to eye on uh, things you desire. Fortunately, Tommy got the wrong cue from that and thought it'd be quite easy and gave a, a quick answer to the fire giants that was the opposite of what they wanted. And it cost him five years of his life. He is now aged five years. He's got a little bit more gray in that hair, a bit more salt and pepper in the beard. It's not too bad. Five years to go from, I think it's 33 to 38 isn't terrible. His back's going to hurt a little bit more in the morning. Might have to start getting up in the middle of the night to pee, you know? <laughs> and was middle-aged there, Tommy. But uh, at least he didn't age as bad as it could have gotten. Because from that point onwards, you answered every question correctly. A little bit of luck, a little bit of skill with your dice rolling, and a little bit of deduction on the part of uh, what these giants could really care about. Also drawing on your own past memories of fighting some of these giants and uh, things they may have said or acted out at the time. But... Success was uh, to be had, as five of the six pillars were answered correctly, which seemingly was enough to pass the trial, as all the pillars sunk into the ground and the air started to return. Hey. Yes. But wait, there's more. Yeah. When you came into this room, you noticed there was no exit from it, and that's because the floor opened up and it sent you all sliding down into presumably the next trial. And uh, that's where we're going to pick up. Ooh. So, <laughs> my party, my friends, heroes <laughs> who would try to save a world. Many things that you are, or at least are trying to become. Floor opens quite quickly. And despite any of your attempts to attempt to grab onto anything, you realize that the tiling in here is incredibly smooth. And it immediately starts sliding you down into a tunnel. As... You're sliding into the darkness, and it is dark. So um, I think, Sophia, a while ago you activated the uh, the uh, orb so that you can see. Is that correct? That is right. Yeah, so you're kind of needing that right now. In fact, how long does that even last? Ooh, good question. Is mm. that even written down anywhere? I oh. want to say... Because uh, you've had a short rest in between all this, which is an hour and everything, so it might not be active right now. 
It doesn't. I, I didn't actually write it down. I mean, this is uh, pretty I odd. I think Drift Globe. Uh, I presume it probably lasts as long as the spell. It doesn't. You know, it's a, it's a wondrous item. It just. It just. If you speak the word, it lights up, um, and then you can't use it again until the next dawn. But it doesn't say anything about duration. I think it's unless it's until you turn it off. Does it say it casts the spell X? Because I think uh, it casts no, the light it, spell. Uh, oh no! Yes, it does cast the light or daylight spell. Yes. Uh, so oh, they're the both they're spell? both they're both an hour then if you're coming off the spells. Yeah. A motherfucker. Uh, so, so it's gone. Yeah. Unfortunately, the drift globe is no longer aiding you right now. So Dick R four and Tommy are okay, but. Uh, Sophia, you are very rapidly plunged into complete darkness as you slide down. And after a few moments, you all suddenly hit something in this dark, vertically descending tunnel. You hit something, kind of feels like, I don't know, it's odd, it's thick, it's sticky. Those of you who can make out anything, realize that you've landed in a web. Oh, dude. A large web that covers the entirety of this tunnel. And as you are entering the web for the first time, I need all of you to make me a dexterity saving throw. <sighs> See if you are immediately captured by it. This does not bode well. Oh, Christ above. Uh, Tommy rolled a 19. I rolled a 9. R4... Got a 19. Oh, come on! <laughs> He's a dexterous robot. Somehow. Don't get anything added. <laughs> thing is, even if I luck it... Again, it's the same thing. If I luck it, Dick is still... Trapped. Fucked. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're not. Eventually. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 somehow I don't think you want to be trapped in here. Although okay, I, also, gonna... I, I But I also think that you're going to have to keep making these rolls, potentially. No. I don't know. I mean, what's 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 going through Sophia's mind? Does she want to try and like? I'm. Do you know what? I'm blind at the moment because I can't see fuck all. So I'm lucking it. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah, because that's that's a that's a real reason why I would panic, wouldn't it? Uh... Oh, fantastic! A natural one. Natural one. So okay. you pick the higher of those two, the twelve, then I presume. Oh yes, please. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you use your luck as you uh, try to desperately reach out, and the group of you. Hit and three of you sort of bounce up quickly and are not immediately ensnared. Unfortunately, Mr. Fate with a nine, you are restrained. You're also prone. That's not good. No, probably oh, not. As you are prone. Wait, can, I, can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Uh, sure. It's a deck saving throw, isn't it? It is. Is it against a spell or harmful effect? No. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> right, fair enough. So, I'm going to bring you all over to a map, and I think we need to roll initiative. Oh, shit. As these uh, webs start to shake from your impact. Mm. I don't want to. 23. Ooh. Oh, wait. 21. 20. Fuck off, R4. <laughs> That's Fuck off, R4. His... <laughs> 24! Oh, dick. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 16. <laughs> Amazing. It's funny that you got advantage for that. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Because it would have been a 5. Yeah, which would have been bad. 
<laughs> 16 might still be bad, we don't know. No, we don't know. But you are restrained at the moment, so I think the, the higher you get, the better right now. Yeah, yeah. I think you rolled R4 with your initiative, because R4 can't get a 24. He has that's, one initiative. That's weird, I clicked. I clicked his button. Uh, oh, yeah. Click on him when you rolled. Yeah. Like his token. Yeah, let's try again. 11, then. Okay. There we 11. go. Yeah, I was going to say, that that seems ridiculous. Yeah, R4 is not that dexterous. <laughs> so, let's start initiative, shall we? Let's not, shall we? <laughs> Tommy, you're the first to uh, see the world around you as you. Oh, you got. A... How come you get advantage? I don't. I got... That was that's R four. The second. I got twenty three. Yes, you did because you've got oh, a, you've got advantage on yours. So mm. technically, it's here first. Okay. So you so you, you, so you can use your turn. You yeah. can use your turn to cut um, Dick Fate out and. I can't see him. You could use your turn to set something on fire with, your, with, <laughs> with one of your spells then, so you can oh, see stuff. God. Have to light on something. Yeah, you, you, you've got that one where you can cast. Yeah, you yeah. can like yeah, eternal flame, third, or whatever it's called. I think that's a third level spell, dude. Yeah, but it's eternal. <laughs> Good. You can. Well, we're we're in a dark place. You could just set like your shield on fire. It doesn't hurt you. But it is a third level spell. Oh no! It's only second. It's okay. Yeah. That's fine. That's better. It's a bit better, but <laughs> as I say, as I say if, if, you, if you're blind... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Sophia, you're up first, you are completely blind, you kind of lucked into not being immediately restrained, and I'm kind of carrying this for this round right now, as this was you all moving into the terrain. But uh, it's very sticky underfoot, very difficult to move around, and yes, this is difficult terrain, fun for you guys, and yeah. You don't see shit. So what are you doing? Right. So when you say difficult terrain, do you mean it's going to be halved? Yes. Okay. So first of all, I'm... Knowing that everybody else can see, I might as well uh, do continual flame on... thing is, what do I want out? Well, it, it can't burn you. No, it's just the fact that if I do it on my shield, then I can't use my bow, for example. Oh, you can wear your shield on your back. It's, it's just it's just an item of equipment that you can set it on. You could set it on your armor. Doesn't matter. You set it on your on your hair. Okay. It's not, it doesn't actually harm you. It's it basically, basically, basically the only 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 use of it really is it's a continual light source. Yeah. Until you decide to turn it off. Just saying. I was like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On my shield. Okay. Um, so you are okay. casting. Yeah, continual flame. Do you want me to press it? Mm-hmm. Equivalent brightness to a torch springs forth from an object that you touch. The effect looks like a regular flame, but creates no heat and does not use oxygen. That would have been... Why would that have been useful in the oxygenless room? I don't know. Anyway, continual flame can be covered or hidden, but not smothered or quenched. Yes, that's also cost you 50 gold pieces. Fuck off. How come? Because it's got a spell component that says ruby dust worth fifty gold pieces. Is mm -hmm. it? Oh, yeah. That. yeah. But yeah, you can. Um, but now, now you you could cover your shield with your cloak now if you want to put it out, but it won't actually put it out. No, you can uh, hide, uh, just you can hide it, but yeah. Let me just put minus fifty because I don't know how much gold I have at the moment. To be honest with you. Um, I'll check it out in a bit. And then, I how far? As I see, everything. How much do I see actually? at 30 feet well you're on the map so oh yeah no i'm just saying like technically 
Um, the light source, so you've got bright light, I think it's to 30 feet, then dim light after that, so you can pretty much see okay. this area. Okay, I will start moving over to... Like, um, can't do anything. Can you cut him free? Oh no, you cast your spell, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. I'll be trying to pull at him, basically. <laughs> give, give, give him a tug. Yeah, I'm gonna... yeah. Okay. <laughs> right then, Tommy, it is your turn. What are you doing? What am I doing? Uh, yeah. So, I'll get advantage on a creature that hasn't taken a turn yet. If I hold an action for it to appear, does that still count or not? I wouldn't have thought so, no, because if you're it's holding an action, in it, in yeah, it's, it's happening a turn, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it, has, it has taken an action. Okay. Oh, I completely missed my evasion thing, by the way. That's pretty cool. For uh, dex yeah. saves? Uh, no, 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 sorry, yeah, that, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's. No idea what right. you're talking about. There, I, I, sorry, I'm just I'm just looking up a bit other stuff in there while I was look, looking. Right, I think I should probably try and cut Dick Fate free then, shouldn't I? Probably. Uh, yeah, seeing as you can't do it on your turn, I suppose um, our four cannon in his, but nothing's actually appeared yet. Or should I hold an action to shoot at something? Our four can cut him free. Let me hold an action. Wait a minute, can can like Dick cut himself free? Probably, but if he can't, if he fails. Then our yeah, four still right. got a chance to cut him free. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to hold an action then. So I'm, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at what I can see. I'm going to see right. Okay, Dick's trapped, but everyone's around him, so he should be okay. Well, I don't know what's coming, so I'm going to hold an action to take a shot with a grip point at whatever appears to do a um, violent shot. I think. Okay, so you're holding a violent shot for the first enemy you see, if you see any. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, uh, Mr. Fate, it is your turn, and you are currently lying on your back, completely covered in webs, fully restrained. So just to remind you, a restrained creature has speed of zero, and it can't benefit from any bonuses to that speed. Attack rolls against this creature have advantage, and your attack rolls have disadvantage. Also, you now have disadvantage on any deck saves. Yeah. Can I, uh, try and cut myself free? You can attempt to, with disadvantage. Yeah... Um, Sophia help, because she's right next to him. She did not use the help action, so no. Okay. Um, Could I have done that? Sorry. Not and cast it. Yeah, play. okay. No. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. I thought maybe Help I is like, an action, so... Yeah. yeah, I thought maybe I'd missed something then. I was like... Roll the 10. Uh, 10. Unfortunately, as you try to get a grip on your long... On your uh, axe of uh, Clan Ogrish... Unfortunately, a, a two-handed great axe is actually quite difficult to wield when you're fully restrained and lying on your back. And mm. yeah, ten is a complete fail. Well, Oops. that's annoying. <laughs> Can you uh, do anything else with a bonus action or anything? Well, that's, well I get two attacks, attack. don't you? Yeah. Two attacks, yeah. Ooh, a thirteen. A uh, thirteen. A thirteen is enough to slice through some of the webs, but with only fourteen points of damage, you notice these webs are very thick. And they are quite difficult to cut through. Uh, Unfortunately, you are still restrained. That's rather annoying. And it is. Um, hmm. uh, do I have anything of any use? No. Because I'm naked and I carry nothing. <laughs> um. <laughs> Might want to rethink that part of your character. <laughs> nah. You should carry no. a utility belt like Batman, just naked <laughs> with a utility belt on. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> but, uh, I guess that will end my turn then. 
Okay then, Mr. Fate, you are done. Which means it's my turn, as a few things happen. So let's get prepared, shall we? No. No. Yes. No. Yes. So, those of you who've played D&D before and maybe have long memories, have you ever heard of a, a fun little creature called a phase spider? Is it Vague. not? <laughs> Vaguely rings a bell. Yeah. Things are about to get fun. I don't think so. As... Oh, fuck four, off! Large, blue and white, almost semi-translucent looking spiders literally phase into existence around you all, clinging dexterously to these webs that you have to assume are probably theirs. All of these creatures appear around you, surrounding you, two of which going after Mr. Fate, who is still restrained on the floor. Easy prey, they think. One appearing behind Tommy, and one appearing behind R4. Now, Tommy, you're taking a shot immediately as these things appear, so I'll let you resolve that first, just to see what happens. So take your shot on whichever one you're aiming at. They all basically appear at the same time. There is one literally on top of you, if that's the one you want to go for, or you can try shoot more into the crowd. I think I'll try and shoot the one that's about to hit Dick, actually. Sure. Because we, we weren't able to free him, so let's see if I can take a pot shot at that one. So, with my rifle, a 12. That's appalling. 12. That, that is actually a... a miss. <laughs> I thought you did yeah. a violent shot. I do. That does more damage, not more. Not doesn't give me advantage. And unfortunately, because I'm taking it on his turn. Yeah. Also, I think that is a natural two for you, which means I think you just broke your rifle. I think I did, yeah. Oh, yeah, so as you whip around with the rifle, you pack the extra gunpowder in there, and just as you pull the trigger, you notice slightly too late that you've got webbing stuck on that rifle. It jams. You hear the firing mechanism just crack slightly, and that's going to be uh, time to repair, unfortunately. As Me and R4 are going to have to... Next time we have a sleep, going to have to do a bit of repairing. That's annoying. Indeed. Which means my phase spiders get to have fun. And the first two are going to attack with advantage on Mr. Fate as he is restrained. So a uh, natural 20 on my first attack there. And I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. So that's seven points of piercing damage to begin with, with a further six points on top of that. And then uh, make me a a constitution save for the poison. 26. 26. That is a uh, success. So you take half the poison. So you take 7 points of poison damage. So, alright, okay. So I take 7 points of poison and 7 points of actual damage. Alright. No, you take 7 points of actual damage plus an additional 6 of actual damage plus 7 of poison. Alright, yes, 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 yes. As I uh, opened with an immediate crit. (laughs) As this first massive face by like really these things are about almost as big as the ogres you fought earlier but are walking around on eight legs just leaps out of nothingness and chomps down on your side dick just injecting you with poison which thankfully you are a uh, constitutionally resilient totem barbarian but it still hurt a bit yeah definitely yes i will not say it did not and the uh, one on your other side is going to do the immediate same this time he's going to bite into your shoulder Again, with advantage. Uh, that's a 22. Yep. Okay. 
with uh, 12 points of damage, and again, make me a con save. Oh, a 13. 13. Thankfully, these things don't have the most uh, potent poison, so you do still save with a 13. However, that's still quite a bit of damage. Still 11. Yeah. <laughs> 23, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad that that wasn't 21 points of damage. Huh. <laughs> and let's do our four next. The, uh, the metal creature that uh, maybe they won't get as much out of when they try to bite this one. <laughs> but also an advantage, because he's flanking. That is a 19. That would be a hit even on R4. So that's seven points of damage. Now, is he immune to poison? Because I think he might be. I think he is, yes. I will double check. I think he is, yeah. yeah. So no poison damage, so no saves for R4. But uh, yeah, his... Uh, Shoulder plate gets a little bit dented from that bite as the uh, spider maybe regrets his choice of targets as he uh, <laughs> doesn't really get any flesh on the end of that bite. And then the last one uh, rolls straight up against Tommy. 23. Well, that'll be a hit. I, I'm rolling I'm rolling goddamn rocks with these uh, to hit rolls here. <laughs> so that's uh, seven points of regular damage and do me a con save. Okay. A 20. Ah, sad times you save. 12 points of poison damage rather than 24. Ooh. Should have been brutal. Shit. This is not good. No, <laughs> not great. No, not great. Our face spiders. They're fun for all the family. They're not. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> ah, I think that's the end of my turn. R4, you're up. Well, shit. R4 <laughs> is going to stab. Uh, stab at the He's one. Flanking. Yeah. Yo, no, well, okay, he's, with Sophia he is, yes. Yeah. So he's flanking on that one's with Sophia. He's going to stab at it and, yeah, with his with his spear. I think he'll just do it one-handed because I think he's going to hold up his shield for the extra defense. Sure. Uh, but he does get advantage because of the flanking. So a 20 and seven Ooh. points of damage. Okay. Nice little stab underneath one of the... Uh... Eight legs, you kind of stab into its uh, connected joint, and you hear a little yelp and scream of uh, chittering pain. There's a bit of uh, bluish blood it trickles down onto the webbing. It's something. Well, that's all our four can do, though. He only has one attack at the moment. Need to upgrade mm. him with a second attack. A bit more yes. speed, an extra fancy motor, perhaps. <laughs> Indeed. So, Sophia, you are up next, and as you're starting your turn in the webbing, do me a deck save, would you? I really don't want to. 18. 18. That's fine. You uh, manage to hold your footing on these uh, sticky, thick webs, and you don't get stuck. Right. Lucky you. That is that is lucky. Um, I could... Okay, so would I do the same? If I wanted to free Dick, would I have to attack... Yeah, you have to attack webbing. the webs around him, yeah. Um... Yeah, I think that's a thing, isn't it? Because he's going to get advantaged on and he's got disadvantage. So, let's attack. Uh, just as a side note, these aren't f fiends or undead, are they? Uh, no. Oh, fucker. Why are they never fiends or undead? Because we're good against fiends and undead. <laughs> Whoa, I cut him the fuck out. <laughs> Jesus. You, you bring... Was... The holy <laughs> wrath of Kalembo down upon those webs. <laughs> With a, a natural 20, you have smoten them. 
<laughs> and they are torn asunder by your holy wrath. <laughs> That's like, that going to be the best roll that I do today, isn't it? Don't you wish you'd hit a spider now? Yeah, I really do. So please tell me he is fucking free. Dick, you, you look up and you see um, Sophia is stood there with like glowing um, radiant eyes and you almost see like a little halo and like a slight faint look of wings behind her. She cuts straight through these uh, webs around you. She is your savior and you are free. <laughs> she is really good at cutting webs, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, with him free, I will place my second attack on the one that I have flanky flanky with um, R4, I think. Come on. Did I press that button? With advantage. Ah, uh, 15? Uh, 15 is good enough. These things are not particularly armoured. They are uh, quite... They're a little bit uh, gooey and fleshy. Like, yeah. Uh, giant spiders would be. Mm. Mm. So, uh, nice little stab there. But as it's weirdly... Overly viscous blue blood starts to uh, pour out on oh, the webs. Don't. It is still alive. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, don't touch the blood or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, is that your turn, Sophia? I could move, but then where would that... How The advantage would not be there. No, you'd be attacked by two of them if you tried yeah, to move let's now. Not, let's, let's stay where I am. Okay. With that done, it is Tommy's turn. And uh, deck save for me, please. Lovely. Okay. You uh, dexterous roguey man that you are. An 11. Ooh, that's not a good roll for Tom. Ooh, that's actually terrible. What is what is happening to Tommy? What god did you annoy? I well, don't most know. most of them, but... Uh, <laughs> Normally. <laughs> one of them's paying attention right now, because as your gun jams from web, you turn around, you get bitten in the back, and the force of it kind of trips you up. And you fall face first into these webs, and as you kind of try to pick yourself up, you are restrained. Bull sack. I can still attack, but with disadvantage, can I? Exactly. So yeah. Vic is free, but Tommy. If I, if I if I if I manage to cut myself free, I on I can still continue attacking, can't I, with the next attacks against Certainly. the creature? You, yeah. You can uh, split what you're attacking with your action. Yeah. So, so with my. Well, my free action away my my gun at the end of the last turn because it was just I couldn't do anything with it. So I will draw somehow, whilst restrained, my flame tongue rapier and my short sword plus two. And with the flame tongue rapier, I'm going to try and smash the fuck out of the. I was going to say, are you using? Is it a bonus action to ignite it? Uh, no, no, no. I, I will. Um, I'll just. It's just what I'm. It's just what the weapon's called. But um, I won't ignite it yet. Yeah, I'm just going to attack with disadvantage against the ropes that surround me, and with a twenty-one, I deal yeah. ten piercing damage to them. Ah, so slight issue with that. Right. Though you definitely hit a rapier, a pokey pokey stick is okay. not great at cutting through webbing. Okay. It does basically nothing. Cool. Literally nothing. Okay. I'll attack with disadvantage my short sword then. And I'll roll a 26 and 13 points of piercing damage. That is a definite hit. And wait, is that piercing again? Uh, 
a short sword. Because a short sword, I think, is also a stabby weapon. Yeah. You can stab I mean, anything with a weapon. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're talking massive, <laughs> thick webs that are covering you, and you're just like poking at them. This this takes a bit of slashing to get through. Yeah. Or maybe other things. It's uh, up to you to figure out. Okay. Is it? Is it? Is it finesse? Um, sorry. Is it pointy? Pointy. Um. Yes, it's a piercing weapon. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So Tommy's in a little bit of trouble. A lot of his uh, attacks are piercing. Ah, uh, fuck it, I'm going to attack the thing then. Yeah, that might be your best bet here. Uh, a 12 now. Natural one? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear God, Tommy. Well, I mean, you won't let me let me fight my way out, so what else am I going to do? All my fucking weapons are piercing. All of them. <laughs> All you of know them. what? You know what? I mean, like, I, I, this is just a hazard. Webs. Giant webs. I, I'd actually forgotten that Tommy's mostly a piercing attacker. <laughs> Not just mostly, literally. <laughs> Everything is piercing. I'm just Bullets looking at piercing. the description. Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And in, I mean, in fact, I can't use the side of my short sword to saw is a bit strange. A fair enough a rapier, because that is just a point. But a short sword. I I know, that's, that's unfortunate. But yes, mm. it literally says immunity to piercing. Help, please. Yeah, you all watch as Tommy's actually struggling to get out of these webs, and though this spider didn't do a lot of damage to him, it's big and it's nasty, and it sees its prey caught. So that's your turn, I take it, Mr. Mr. It Hall. is. So Mr. Fate, lying prone on the ground. First off, um, do me a deck save. Make sure you don't get immediately restuck. Quick question. Uh, I'm going to have to ask it because I forgot it. Um, <laughs> but I... I do have something. I do have something called Danger Sense, which gives me advantage on deck saving throws against mm. effects that I can see, such as traps and spells. Yes, and this would be one of those. Death or incapacitated. Now, if I bloody read that before, I would have got stuck in the first place, but I missed my opportunity. But I'm going to use it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're yes. a dick. <laughs> you have uh, Danger Sense, which is very handy for uh, dungeon yes. traps. Yes, and I should have remembered it, but I did not. So, uh, yep. So this uh, is all your fault. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> now I have advantage. <laughs> 22. Or oh, it would have been a four. Four. Damn. It been a four. <laughs> yeah, so uh, now, you know, maybe you were a little bit out of things from the oxygen deprivation of the last room, and you just weren't yourself. But now that Sophia's freed you, and you've had this vision of her as a glorious avenging angel of Kalimvor, yeah. you can't be shown up by that. You're sensing some danger. <laughs> danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> you put your hand down, like, behind you, and everyone looks at you and goes, what are you doing, you moron? You're going to get caught again. But then you perform a sick kip-up right in front of these <laughs> spiders with that natural 20. Yeah. And you are ready for a fight. As yeah. these huge, lumbering... Actually, weirdly dainty on their legs, as they uh, delicately balance between all the webs. Chittering face spiders, with the uh, sick, viscousy poison dripping from their fangs. Look at you and seem hungry. Yeah, having done my kip up, Dick's he's feeling well. You know, he, he's feeling pretty hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, it's gonna rage because I hate spiders, and uh, I'm gonna um, seeing Tommy's kind of stuck. I'm gonna fight my way to him, and I'm going to attack the spider directly in front of me. It's a rage. Okay, so you're gonna attack the one 
to the south of you on the map, effectively. Oh, okay. Go for it. Take a swing. Uh, it's a, a 28 with 7 plus 5 crit damage. Natural 20? Is a, 20. I feel like we've had a lot of natural 20 so far. <laughs> uh, not so many. No, not for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel what uh, Tommy is being this session is the bad luck siphon. It's all involved yeah. towards Tommy. Everyone else gets great rolls. Yeah. <laughs> I feel oh, like this whole... Say, yeah, this of... session, or do you mean this entire dungeon? Basically, <laughs> since, basically, since we met a dragon, things have gone south for Tommy pretty badly. Mm. Did have... you steal its gold? No, I haven't touched <laughs> any gold. I've, ga- I've given fucking gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think the Shrine of Othran is going to go down as a very bad life experience for Tommy, this is, apparently. This is, this, is, this is Tommy's, like, second worst day ever. I mean, yeah, you, did, you were on fire for your first worst day ever. I was on fire in this one! And then I lost some fingers! Oh, okay, yeah. maybe, but you lost, you lost I, Valmin last time. Most, yeah, but most importantly, I lost gold this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so you arc towards that face fighter with a brutal slash of your great axe, feeling the rage of Grumption Clan Ogresh flow through you, and with the first attack, nasty crit, and you follow it up with a second, with a 15, that also hits further 7 points of damage. It's not dead, but it is quite hurt from that uh, assault. Good. Good. And Dick is going to spit on it, and end his turn. Okay, then that means it's the face spider's turn. And, uh, well, first things first, I guess, given that they still have advantage on Dick anyway, and they already got a piece of him, I suppose they'll attack him first here. Two two attacks, both with advantage from two different face spiders. So first one up, oh, 13 and a natural one. That's uh, nowhere near good enough. Second attack, 18? Uh, yeah, it will, because I don't have a shield. Ah, because you're two-handed. Okay, so with an 18, that's 11 points of damage, and make me that con save. 11 points halved, uh, con save. 18. 18, so you half that poison damage down from 20 to 10, and then with your rage, down to a further 5. Still, still light. Take me down. It's not great, is it? No, no. (laughs) These space spiders, kind of nasty. Yeah. The, uh, the one that hasn't been touched yet is going to attack our forward advantage. Uh, 15, sadly, even, not I think. good enough. Thank yeah. God for that. Actually, no, the poison damage does nothing, doesn't it? No, yeah, thankfully. Oh, fucking hell, 26 it does nothing. points. <laughs> A bit like my rapier. <laughs> and then the last one is going to attack Tommy with advantage while he's restrained. 16, though. That's, that's nope. pitiful. And then... Not today. Yeah. You know what? You watch as four of them blink out of existence. Fuck off. As they're going to use Ithriel Jaunt. <laughs> jaunt. Love it. And they'll end their turn. Right. So when you say this, is it because we can't see them or they've gone out of into a different realm phase thing? You don't know, but they aren't in front of you anymore. Why so? They literally, to you all, just disappear as if you blink and they're gone. It's our four's turn. He can't make it to you. No, he can't. What should he do? I think it makes sense for him to stay separate so he can hopefully get a flank. Mm. Spread out a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Well, 
Uh, Sophia's going next, so hopefully she can help cut Tommy out of his... Yeah, fingers crossed. Oh, um, Arpor needs to make a deck save as well. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. So maybe Arpor might need cutting out as he rolls an 11, like Tommy did. Yeah. Arpor, unfortunately, his heavy metal frame sinks him down into the webs, and he's also now restrained. Can, can we see what's under the web? Is it suspended over a vast expanse, or...? Yes, so um, underneath the web, there's quite a few layers of webbing here, so cutting through them doesn't immediately drop you down, but it looks like this web has been built across what would have just been in a gentle slide down into the next trial. You have essentially just been blocked from getting there. You don't know what it would take to fully clear all these webs, but it's quite difficult to consider that while you're being attacked by the spiders themselves. So this isn't actually part of the trial, is it? doesn't seem to be. They are just predators who have taken advantage of their unique abilities to snare prey. And fucking tastic. Hmm. So R4 is restrained. What is he doing? He's going to try and cut himself free with his one action. Okay. His one attack. So, gunpowder spear. 26. (laughs) 8 points of piercing damage. Of course it's a piercing weapon. Yeah, no, he has nothing but piercing weapons as well. Oh, shit. Is he yeah. going to use his gunpowder? Actually, fuck it, yeah. Explode. Yeah. Bang. Boom goes the web. I bet hey, it's going to make much... it worse. Uh, that's... What's it again? Should be written down, I don't quite remember. I want to say it's like 2d6 fire or something like that. I think it is. Yeah, I'm just trying to find it. Uh, here we go, explosive shot. Yeah, 10 foot cube, 2d6 fire, there we go. Does he hit anything with that? Uh, he rolls 6 points of fire damage. Six points of fire damage, which actually, you notice, though his gunpowder doesn't ignite everything immediately, all of you witnessed that the spiders aren't here to uh, block your view. That fire damage is actually pretty effective against these webs. It wasn't the biggest explosion you've ever seen come from that spear as it ignites, but though the piercing damage did nothing, the fire damage did a hell of a lot, and Arthur is almost free from that one little bit of fire damage. Oh. Here's they're vulnerable to it. So flame sword. Mm-hmm. Sophia, it is your turn next, and deck save for me, please. Oh, if we all get fucking trapped, can we just rage quit? <laughs> oh, fuck oh. off! Oh. Is is this it? Is is my heroic, old DPS powerful party gonna get torn apart by fucking face spiders and a bit of web? <laughs> Yes. Yes, no. we are. You spit in the face of uh, interdimensional godlike entities and you get fucking murked by spiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I like it. I like it. Hubris tears you apart. So with a natural one, Sophia, you two are restrained. Can I attack now to get myself out you of it? can, with disadvantage. But I do have a finesse weapon. It's got nothing to do with the finesse. It is a, a slashing oh. longsword, however. So you're okay. Is it? Cool. Oh, it is slashing. Sorry. No, you're right. My bad. Right. Longswords and that great axe. Yes. Yeah. Disadvantage. This, this. 11? <laughs> 11 is not good enough to cut through a single strand. Right. Let's go again. Oh, wait. No, sorry. I misread that. 11 is good enough to cut through a bit. So that's seven points of damage. To the webs around you. Okie dokie. And again. Ten. 
hand. Wow, 20 and 10. Yeah, um, so with the second swing of final death, you do cut yourself free. It's taking your round, but you uh, are not stuck in those webs for long. You free yourself. Right, so I can move or I can't move? You can move normally now, yes. But still in rough terrain. Mm -hmm. uh, can I throw something? If you wish to. I'm going to throw a hand axe at Tommy. So you're going at to kill me. Tommy? No! <laughs> <laughs> to him, sorry! I should... Well, you wouldn't have let me do that because that was an attack. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll say this. You can throw it towards him, yeah. but I'm going to make you roll something because you are suspended over webs of a deep fall. So that hand axe just might go straight through the webbing if Tommy doesn't catch it. Sorry, don't, don't sorry. I, I can. I have a I have a thing on my sword, don't I? I have a thing. I have a thing. thing. Okay, you're fine. Um, yeah. No, what about if I throw it towards R four then? Yeah, because he can't come powder spear again. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I will. Yeah. What do you want me to roll? So, um, throwing is pretty simple. Uh, you're not aiming at him, so you don't have to beat his AC. So, I'm going to just make this fun. I'll say there is a 15% chance that this axe goes straight through the webs and disappears. Otherwise, it will just land on some of the webbing near him and he'll be able to pick it up on his turn. Okay. So, roll me a d100, and if you roll a 15 or less, that hand axe is gone. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. Quite a lot of webs. Yeah, more than. <laughs> a 93! Woohoo! 93. Hey. You chuck it and it nestles gently just in front of R4, just slightly buoyant on a bunch of uh, thick spider webs. He can pick that up on his turn. I keep forgetting that there's some invisible crap going on, haven't I? Yeah. Yep. Oh well. Well, at least I've got I've given him something. I mean, I feel like that maybe should have been an action, but whatever. I allowed it, so let's continue. I'll be kind because you're literally being killed by spiders and it amuses me greatly. <laughs> And that is why we are here. This is what yes. our friendship is based on. Us amusing you. <laughs> Apparently, yes. When I say friendship, I'm like, I don't know you. From Adam. Ah, get it? Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I know who my face spiders will be attacking next. <laughs> Tell me, my restrained friend, it is your turn. It is. So, can I use a... Uh, kind of, I'm not doing do a um, perception check, but sort of free. Can I use a bit of a free action to kind of have a little bit of a look around without, but don't give me an, an, enough that it would be a perception check. Well, I mean, you've always got your passive perception. Your passive yeah. perception is pretty high. What are you trying to? So I, I'm just trying to see: is is this is this all? Is this kind of lots of little webs, or you see it's suspended? Is is it one great big web? Basically, what I'm trying to think about is the structure integrity of this web. If we destroyed like a good chunk of it. Would would we be able to get through? Does it look like that kind of thing, or does it look like there's lots of little chunks of web that kind of combine into one big one? Yeah. So what you would gather just generally, it is mm -hmm. a quite thickly constructed, multiple layered web. So it is three dimensional. It's not just a, a single slot across. And you've noticed that with like cutting chunks of web to get rid of the webs that have ensnared you. You could theoretically collapse it, but Passively, you don't know exactly how much damage it would have to take for that to happen. Well, let's give it a go, shall we? I'm going to withdraw a small bead from my personage. <laughs> and I'm going to launch said small bead 
to be just shy of everybody in the party in the 20 feet wide circle just below us all. So literally, you're like, you know, so it won't hit Dick Fate, but it's kind of, he's he's on the border. Okay. Okay. And that's a fireball, effectively. Mm. Take one of those so, red glowing beads and you chuck it at the web. Tell me what your damage is. 8d6 fire damage. Uh, let's do Tamara. them in two fours. That's 11 and 13. So 24 damage on that area. Not a great roll, but a roll. 24 damage on 20 foot cube south of Dick Fate. Okay, and because it's fire damage, it is doubled. So that's 48 points of fire damage to roughly yeah. the center of this thing. Which I'll say is enough to uh, severely cripple the uh, structural integrity of this web as it begins to collapse underneath all your feet. Now, Tommy and R4 are both restrained. So though the web falls apart, what I'm going to say here is effectively you guys swing and crash into the walls as you're tumbling down, whereas everyone else kind of gets a bit more control over how they go back to the slide as it was. So, Tommy and L4, I'll say you take a bit like falling damage. So, I'll give you 10 okay. feet of falling damage each. Uh, you both take three points of just bludgeoning as you crash into the walls, which is enough to kind of free you as the webs fall away. I'll take it. As you all slide further into the darkness, lit by Sophia's now blazing light shield, you hear angry chittering above you. But it doesn't seem to grow any closer, as they were looking for easy prey snared by their webs, and the face spiders, at least for now, don't seem to be coming directly after you. As... Good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it was it was a use of one of them, which I didn't really particularly want to do, but I also didn't all want to die slowly, Yeah. caught up in web, and while we, well, there was there was chances of you guys freeing, well, was all of us freeing each other each turn, there was also a chance we wouldn't get, and we'd get ganged up on as spiders phase in and out of reality to take Hot shots at us. Mm-hmm. Seemed yeah. like a um, death of a thousand cuts, perhaps. So, Definitely. yeah, let's just fucking nuke the thing. <laughs> yeah, ethereal jaunt is such a fun, fun ability. <laughs> yeah, no, ah. Cookson was having too much fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're going to slide right into my next trap room. I know, Sad right? Times for me. I know, right? But, you know, <laughs> at least I don't get killed by spiders because all I can do is stab things. Oh, that, that's just wonderful. I love when you don't really think about a trap too much and it just works out beautifully. <laughs> I like can't believe random that. cruelty rather than planned sometimes. I can't believe Tommy's too dumb to think of sawing at it. <laughs> <laughs> you're panicking. You're in the moment. You're being attacked by giant fucking spiders. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> Why is it not working as he stabs through the gaps in between the fucking ropes? <laughs> uh, and I love the fact that it was deck saves, which you guys are normally not too bad on, and you were getting ruined by them. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't even know what was going on, but let's let's just let's just get out of that one into the next death trap. I think. Yeah. So you continue your slide down, and uh, thankfully, Sophia, as you're the only one who can read giant, you uh, gave yourself a bit of light as you start sliding further down here, and. Below you, for a moment, you're all briefly terrified as this appears to be a dead end. You see a solid stone floor 
very rapidly coming up to you all, and there is a slight moment where you fear for your lives. But Sophia, as you get close to it within about 20 feet, you make out the same giant script upon these this floor. And this time it says, Their dark powers shall leave us open. As the floor slides open, much like the doors did before, and you're all dropped into the next trial room. And that's where we're going to leave our party for now. Ooh. Ooh. But it's not where we're going to leave the episode. Oh. As you know, we're going on a little bit of hiatus, so uh, I need to give you something a bit extra here, I think. As our party slide down there, we're going to turn our eyes elsewhere. Elsewhere in the world. In fact, we're going to go over to a large open-air concert stage. We see the venue crew are busy building various large props. A couple of stagehands are sewing a large banner that we can just make out. It reads Thunderhawk in large yellow letters. We see symbols being constructed on uh, bits of stone and wood and just general props that, if one of you were there, might have more ominous meaning, but to the stagehands and the people building all this, they don't really know what they're looking at. They were just told to construct. We see a group of musicians who are tuning up their instruments and doing various warm-ups. But as the band group up and step on over to their practice positions, one member appears to be missing. The position at the front of the band remains empty, and the rest of the group patiently await his arrival. They shoot each other, each a few nervous looks. They all worry that he's been getting more and more erratic as the big day approaches. Now, they've been happy to write it off as just nerves, but that doesn't shake the general sense of unease they all feel. Especially when that woman's around. Her and her hulking armored guard just follows her everywhere. They all privately wonder why she's here, and Kurt's been refusing to really give a straight answer to that. That said, all his recent strangeness aside, Kurt's new work has been transformative. They thought he was talented before, but now? Now something in those notes and lyrics just captures their minds in ways they never thought possible. As our band patiently waits for their frontman's arrival, we're going to move our gaze into the private dressing room of one Kurt Van Helsing. We see our halfling friend sat on the floor of a large, dimly lit room. The room itself is in complete disarray, bad for even a rock star. It's clear that no one has been allowed in this place to clean for weeks at this point. Kurt himself looks disheveled. His clothes are unwashed, his hair is greasy and unkempt. Dark circles are under his eyes, which is a telling sign that he's had one too many sleepless nights. However, none of this seems to bother him. He simply stares into a large floor-to-ceiling mirror that rests only a few feet away from him. And although we see him looking quite in state, Kurt smiles at his reflection. He sees himself in lavish yellow robes, a beautiful, gleaming, gem-encrusted crown resting upon his head. To anyone who might be listening to Kurt, 
He appears to be muttering to himself. Kurt knows he's merely answering the whispers he's been hearing. They come more often now than ever before, but they bring a degree of comfort. They tell him exactly what all this is for. They promise him greatness and riches, the likes of which he's never seen. He asks, what will he be when this world comes crashing down? And they answer, you'll be a king. King of what? He replies in a cracked and pained whisper of his own. Why, you'll be a king of kings, a king of music, of bards, of rock and roll, a king of everything you desire. Kurt smiles and stares longingly at that crown of blazing gemstones. His reverie is only broken as he hears the sounds of footsteps approaching. The door was locked, which means there was only one person this could be. How is your warm-up coming along? Uh, must you disturb me now? I'm busy. Ah, so I see. Well, I didn't think you would mind the intrusion this time. I know your band are waiting for you to get ready, but it seems we're going to be able to commemorate your last practice session with a bit of a gift, and the Crimson Tongue gestures towards the corner of the room, where Kurt, squinting through the darkness, you see a malnourished knoll is waiting. Its fur is slick with sweat and blood and all manner of dirt from what must have been a difficult journey, but its eyes hold a mad focus to them as it stares at you, Kurt all while gripping hold of a large object that is covered in tattered cloth. You, uh, bought me a pet dog. Not a very friendly looking one. <laughs> well, it's served its purpose if you wish to keep it. That's up to you. But, and she kind of clicks her fingers towards the knoll who shuffles forward. You see almost reluctance in what it's doing, but also almost as if it's under some sort of compulsion as it holds its arms out and you see as the cloth falls away a large yellow and black book is in its dirty hands the moment you lay eyes upon the yellow symbol emblazoned upon the front of the book you are filled with desire you are filled with almost rage how dare this filthy creature have its hands on something that's yours. It's always been yours. It always will be yours. It stands up, kind of shaky on his legs where he's been sat cross-legged for so long looking at this mirror. But, yeah, angry. He steps towards this knoll and just snatches the book from its hands, and as he does so, he casts a vicious mockery against the cur, calls it worthless, pathetic, unfit to touch such an item. As you do so, it's almost as if your voice is coming from somewhere far away. It has an authority to it that it's never had previously. Not only is it a spell that you know well, but it almost seems augmented by a power flowing through you now one that you felt growing for quite some time. 
as the knoll, eyes and ears bleeding, collapses to the ground, its light snuffed out. You see the Crimson Tongue smiles, and a few moments later, we return to the concert stage, Kurt looking slightly cleaned up, now stood in his regular position at the front of the band, but he has a small podium there on which he's placed a new book. His bandmates all ask him, is this new lyrics? Do they have to change anything up? And he kind of shakes his head and just says, it's okay, they'll, you'll play along, it's fine. As he opens the book and starts to sing, as the music swells throughout an empty arena, as the sky grows dark and you look upon that black star that seems to be ever closer, and Kurt, as you read, and as you sing, it's almost as if you see more than one star in the sky shining its light down upon you. It's not long now. We're only a few days away from the greatest performance you'll ever give. And now all the pieces are in place. And that's where we're going to end this episode. And black stars are metal as fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are completely fucked. Oh, we're bit... We're busy concentrating on one problem. Um, there is another one appearing. I mean, I mean, there's what that problem that coming closer might be stymied by what we're doing with. I guess, I hope, I pray. But the Kurt Van Helsing performance, I don't think. Oh gonna... yeah, no, and there's nothing we could do about. It. Well, it's not even on yeah. our fucking radar, dude. No, it's not. Actually, no. To be fair, Tommy's a bit of a fan, so you know he's he's been been, <laughs> been keeping up. Um, yeah, uh, finding out from the uh, the traders um, when the next album release is going to be. And he heard he's heard about the concert on the grapevine. It's like, oh, that's sweet. I wish I could go to that. Too busy saving the world, though. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He he liked his early the early work though before the um before the Crimson Tongue Yoko came along and um. Ah, <laughs> uh, fun times. Fun times. We're all fucked. Ah, uh, well, we normally are. I mean, we do have some time. I can roll a new character. Yeah. Fine. Fine. I think we've already, I've already got one rolled anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't. And I think that's probably a lucky thing. Oh, no, you do. Oh, do I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you do. <laughs> we, 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 we had, don't you remember... We well, I won't I won't spoil anything because I don't want to give too much away. But uh, we had one rolled yeah. in case of an happened. <laughs> yeah. So uh, events did not come to pass. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we still ha- we still have a backup character. And I think it's always useful to have a backup character because then, y- if if a little bit of you the new character, then hopefully you won't die. <laughs> it's when you're really you, it's when you're too attached and you don't want that character to die and you couldn't imagine anything worse. That's when your character will <laughs> die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Bunkle. <laughs> I have at least four characters rolled up. Jesus, <laughs> bloody hell, mate! What? Uh, in in fairness, I have an awful lot more characters rolled up that, than the one I was just mentioned. Although all of them tend to be variations on a bard, so. <laughs> <laughs> bard street boys will occur. Bard street boys will occur yeah. sometimes. <laughs> and we will last for less than an episode. 
<laughs> yeah, all buffing each other to attack nothing. <laughs> well, well, Cookson just decides to kill us off because we've annoyed him enough. <laughs> Be like the shortest one shot ever. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. What's left for me to say is thank you for joining us, everyone. And uh, in exciting news, this episode has been sponsored by Roll20. Yes, we have been selected to join their Roll20 Spotlight program. And yeah, I think that's kind of amazing because honestly, this podcast would not exist without them. When we started it, we knew we had to do it online. And after doing a bit of research, Roll20 was the program we chose to run with, and it has worked exceptionally well for us. Kept us going in the early days, kept us going through the pandemic, and uh, it's still our go-to uh, source for battle maps and uh, character sheets and rolling and all those good things. So uh, thank you to those guys for uh, letting us join the program. And if you wish to support our show, do be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com gtmp. There are multiple tiers on there, so if you want to just tip us a little something or go the extra mile, check it out. See if you uh, are interested in any of the rewards. We're also on Twitter. I am there as at No, and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group, all at Gunpowder Treason No Plot. And as I said at the start of the episode, we are on a brief hiatus. Basically, through August and a little bit into September, we will return mid-September. Please pay attention to our Twitter announcements or Discord if you're one of our Patreons. We will let you know when the new episodes are returning. And I'll pass you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. It's Ask Dick! Hello, my name is Dick Fate, the Agni Ant. For Veridin. This week, I have a question from Bob. Bob says, Dear Dick, I have been married for 10 years. I have always woken up before my wife. And a few months ago, during the infamous bubble raising, I got up and made her a cup of tea. Now she expects this as a matter of course taking it for granted that I will bring her a cup of tea in bed. I feel this is grounds for divorce. What say you? <clears throat> Bob, you are an idiot. You should take your wife a cup of tea in the morning. She's probably had a very hard day the day before and is looking forward to you showing her some affection. If you think you should divorce her, then I wish you well in your future endeavors and give her my number. It's Ask Dick! Yeah, so uh, the uh, Tommy Hawkins uh, power hour is on a slight hiatus. It turns out that you uh, have to pay your staff. They seem to expect money for these things, and apparently exposure is not considered suitable anymore. So, I need to hire some new people. In the meantime, we are moving on with Tommy's Book of Spells. And we are up to... Fuck, what are we up to again? Uh, the letter... No, we did K last time. I was not quite it. Uh, the letter L. L is for 
actually a spell that I quite like, to be honest. It's for Leoman's Tiny Hat. Yeah, it does exactly what he says on the tin. It is, in fact, a tiny hat. A 10-foot radius immobile dome of force springs into existence around and above you and remains stationary for the duration. The spell ends if you leave its area. Nine creatures of medium size or smaller can fit inside the dome with you. The spell fails if its area includes a larger creature or more than nine creatures. Creatures and objects within the dome, when you cast this spell, can move through it freely. All other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. Spells and other magical effects can't extend through the dome or be cast through it. The atmosphere inside the space is comfortable and dry, regardless of the weather outside. Until the spell ends, you can command the interior to be dimly lit or dark. The dome is opaque from the outside of any colour you choose, but is transparent from the inside. So you cast a spell to protect yourself from other spells and creatures and basically anything that might want to attack you while you're sleeping. It's beautiful because it's a ritual. Being cast it takes uh I think it takes uh one minute to cast. Last eight hours, beautiful. Go to sleep, not worry about things. Of course things may have found your tiny hut and be staging an ambush outside, but at least you can see it, I suppose. But if in doubt, you don't have to worry about being attacked for you having a kip. I like it because it stops other fucking spells. Is that like the inverse dome on Varadin? A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't leave it and things can't, well, things can't come and attack it, I guess. I don't know. Do we try and shoot into it? Maybe Tommy should have done that. That yeah, should have been, been a redneck Tommy move just to like see something and just shoot it, at it to see if it, things go through. It's just a dome, but actually it, it you can just go through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, just, it, it just looks threatening but actually yeah yeah it's just 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 visual effects it's like the security door at my at my work now they've refurbished it you need a pass but the pass doesn't unlock the door because the door does not lock <laughs> and fucking fantastic excellent <laughs> yeah safest place ever well until you get electrocuted it's <laughs> a different story <laughs> Uh, as you said, the letter is L for Lou Crotter. Crotter? Yeah. Sometimes known as ugly killers. They are hideous monsters that look far from civilization, bullying and torturing wild animals. They are frighteningly intelligent creatures that use their vocal imitation abilities to lure unsuspecting animals or humanoids into their simple but effective traps. Like Cookson's imitation of a nice DM. <laughs> he does lure us into um, yeah. effective traps. He does. Yes, he does. <laughs> Primitive but effective. It's very suitable. Oh, you just called him ugly. No, I, I, that, that was the. I only agree with that single part. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Cookson is a Wendigo, but <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I lure you in with the promise of uh, XP and fancy items. However, the fancy items are cursed, and you'll die before the XP shows up. <laughs> See, I like the fact that this is this is this is like the only dungeon crawl where I've spent fucking money to go on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually just a really elaborate club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as long as there's some um, there's some dancing at the end of it, some kobolds, maybe fine. Yeah, that's what happens when you get right to the bottom of this. It's just those like uh, raised dancing platforms and some uh, light show. 
So it's a cold co- co- throwing shape. Yeah. 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 It is the party cave. We found it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And can I just say, um, uh, about uh, Roll20 that I probably wouldn't well, I probably would still be playing D&D but not as regularly if it wasn't for Roll20 because I have to do too much maths when you're playing on pen and paper and Roll20 takes care of it all for you. Love it. That is very true. <laughs> Especially when you're DMing as well. Is... Oh god yeah, that, it's such a pain to DM without uh, without uh, having a system like this in place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah. yeah, thank you thank you for that Roll20 if nothing else. Hmm. Ah, well. Thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. No, we won't. No, we won't. That's true. We'll see, we'll see you in the future. Bye. Yes. Bye. 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 See ya. <laughs> <laughs>